0: Hello and welcome to Particle Measuring System webinar titled Validation and Qualification Approach outlined in new Annex 1 revision. This discussion will provide insight on the meaning of validation and qualification and it will describe why validation and qualification are important in the pharmaceutical process. The presentation will begin shortly, but there are a few housekeeping items I would like to discuss first. My name is Ilaria Manni and I'm a Digital Marketing Specialist at Particle Measuring System and I will be your moderator for today's presentation. Your control panel is in the upper right hand corner. If you cannot see it, it may be collapsed. Make sure to expand it. If you would like to ask questions during the session, go to the question pane in the control panel. Simply type in the question click send. Your question will be sent to the organizer directly without other attendees seeing it. We will try to address all the questions. If anyone is having trouble with the audio or video settings, please try to log out and log in again. If the problem persists, contact the organizer, and we will try to address this as quickly as possible. Our recording of this session will be made available after the session. We will email it to you directly afterwards. Now, I would like to introduce our presenter for today, Serena Styled. Serena has a strong scientific background in microbiology and biotechnology. She worked in several pharmaceutical companies to support quality control department. She is especially skilled in quality assurance procedure and has excellent knowledge of GMP guidelines. She started her career as a quality technician and over the years, she moved into management positions working into immunochemical, chemical and microbiological department. She played a key role in many projects, such as disinfectant strategy, environmental sampling plan definition, lean scheduling, and release of products, product stability management, method and process validation, and change control. In PMS, she splits her time between sterility assurance and risk assessment for environmental monitoring. Without further ado, hand it over to Serena.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Ilaria, for your introduction. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in and be interested uh, in this topic. During this webinar, I'll talk to you about qualification and validation concepts relating to the pharmaceutical environment. After a brief introduction on the requirements in the new Annex 1 issued in August 2022, the difference between validation and qualification topics will be clarified, highlighting the importance of these themes in pharmaceutical companies. To conclude, I'll present you some particle measuring system solutions. First of all, Uh, The new 2022 release replaces the most recent draft from 2020 and the existing uh, uh, 2008 revision. The updated version further emphasizes validation and qualification topics. These themes are mentioned much more frequently than in the previous version. In the new Longer Annex 1, better detail about specific needs and requirements for premises, equipment, utilities and personnel are described to provide guidance for the manufacturing of sterile products. Some of these principles and guidance, uh, such as contamination control strategy, design of premises, uh, clean rooms classification, qualification, validation, monitoring, and personnel gowning, uh, may be used to support the manufacturing of other products that are not intended to be sterile. Product and process should be appropriately designed, qualified, validated, and where applicable, subjecting to ongoing verification, according to the relevant section of the Good Manufacturing Practices guidelines. This is the first special requirements in the Annex 1 regulations to be considered in minimizing risk of microbial, particulate, and endotoxin pyrogen contamination. Each pharmaceutical process, system, utility, or equipment is designed and built for a purpose, and the respective validation or qualification demonstrates the implementation and adherence to that intended purpose and use via documented evidence. Validation and qualification have a central role in the identification of potential critical quality attributes of the drug product. Product characteristics uh, that have an impact on product quality can, can be studied and controlled and included in the definition of a control strategy. The expectation is to manage processes, equipment, facilities and manufacturing in accordance with quality risk management principles for all the step after and including the design stage. The focal point is that manufacturers must understand their process and control their variability. But what are validation and qualification? Talking about validation and qualification, it's easy to get confused. They are used usually interchangeably, but it's more correct to think about validation as a concept that includes qualification. In accordance with the principle of good manufacturing practices, both validation and qualification are actions to demonstrate that the expected results are achieved, but there is some difference between the two. Without intending to provide a formal definition, we can say that qualification is a phasic and documented process. Each pharmaceutical process requires the careful design of the neat equipment in order to provide the expecting efficiency and performance. The equipment must not adversely affect product quality. It must comply with applicable technical rules and it must be fit for its intended use. Qualification is the overall process of assessing the level of compliance of equipment with its intended use. Equipment must be qualified according to the characteristic of the environments, using methodology in accordance with the requirements of the Annex 15. So, while validation ensures that any procedure, process, equipment, material or activity or system leads to the expecting results, qualification is the action of providing the demonstration that the equipment works correctly. It provides documented assurance that the pharmaceutical system or process is performing as intended. Each pharmaceutical process requires the careful design of the need equipment in order to provide the expected efficiency and performance. The equipment must not adversely affect product quality. It must be easy to clean. It must comply with applicable technical rules. It must be fit for its intended use. Qualification and calibration of equipment should always be targeted to the specific product, and it is essential in providing compliance to the intended use. Regulatory compliance of submitting documentation is not less important. It it creates impacts, change control, and implementation of new productive technologies. Risk assessment is the tool introduced in 2005 by ICH Q9 to evaluate all items which may impact the design of productive processes and related equipment. This is, this is no standard methodology to run risk analysis. The choice depends on the process and or product under assessment. According to the guidelines, risk assessment can be performed from both the perspective of the product and equipment. A specification is defined as a document that states requirements regarding the intended purpose and the usage conditions. Material and coating material, while relevant, used to build pharmaceutical equipment should be completely inert. An important item to consider is service life considerations for the material used as well as their chemical, physical characteristics and material pairing. The main elements to be assessed are the risk of corrosion, the risk of contamination of the product or process medium and the cleanability on the surface. Particularly critical are process contact surfaces and they may impact product quality establishment of specific requirements is that needed depending on the usage conditions. The extensive use of data to monitor and document pharmaceutical manufacturing process is another area of great attention. Requirements relevant to the design of computerized systems, data protection and data integrity, must be kept in mind. It is very important to carefully delimit areas subjecting to this process and their extension, particularly with reference to automated systems. The management of documentation throughout the design lifecycle of equipment or a piece of equipment is very important. The qualification phases are user requirement specification, URS, design qualification, DS, FAT acceptance testing, FIT, site acceptance testing, SIT, installation qualification, IQ, operational qualification, OQ, performance qualification, PQ, and requalification. User requirement specification is the key document to demonstrate equipment is fit for the intended use, as stated by GMP Annex 15 it should be submitted to the potential equipment supplier to ensure the design will reflect product and quality relevant requirements and thus be GMP compliant. Design qualification ensure that design deliverables are consistent with the user requirement specification. The specifications are defined in the initial phase based on the final purpose. They may refer to or include drawings, patterns, or other relevant documentation, and usually indicate the means and the criteria whereby conformity with the requirements can be checked as a part of the design qualification. In the factory acceptance criteria phase, if applicable, equipment, specifically uh, if incorporating novel or complex technology, may be evaluated. Equipment should be confirmed to comply with the URS at the vendor prior to deliver. FIT may be supplemented by execution of site acceptance testing following the receipt of equipment and the manufacturing site. Where appropriate and justified, documentation review and some tests could be performed at the FIT or other stages without the need to repeat on site, if it can be shown that the functionality is not affected by transport and installation. Installation qualification is the documented evidence that the equipment and associated systems such as software, hardware and utilities are properly installed and relevant documentation is checked. Operational qualification normally follows IQ but depending on the complexity Complexity of the equipment. It may be performed as a combined installation operation qualification, such as uh, IOQ. The OQ phases refer, uh, phase verifies that the equipment operates in compliance and conformance to the designed functional specifications. This verifies that the system or subsystem performs as intended throughout all anticipated operating ranges, upper and and lower operating limits and or worst case conditions, and documents the information, of course. The completion of the successful OQ should allow the finalisation of standard operating and cleaning procedures, operator training and preventive maintenance requirements. Performance qualification should normally be the last step before a requalification phase. It follows the successful completion of IQ and OQ. However, it may in some cases be appropriate to perform it in conjunction with OQ or concurrent to the process validation. This proves the system performs consistently as intended during normal operational use. Requalification should be carried out periodically or following completion of remediation action implementing to rectify an out-of-compliance equipment or facility condition or after changes to equipment, facility or process, as appropriate. The significance of a change should be determined through the change management process. Requalification should be executed at an appropriate frequency to confirm that equipment, facility, utility and systems remain in a state of control during the time. Validation is a critical concept in the pharmaceutical manufacturing industry. It is considered a defined program which in combination with routine production methods and quality control techniques provides documented assurance that system is performing as intended and or that the product conforms to its specifications. There are some key quality attributes to consider while talking about validation, including documented evidence and consistency in terms of reproducibility and design. Validation is a concept that can be associated with processes. Validation covers the initial validation of a new process, but as required by GMP, validation can also be associated with the rest of the life cycle of a process. This could include considering consequent validation of modified processes, site transfer and or ongoing process verification. This approach should be applied to link the product and process developments. It will ensure compliance with commercial manufacturing processes and maintenance of the process in a controlled state during the routine commercial production. To run validation, the critical process parameters, critical quality attributes, and their relevant acceptance criteria should be established. These critical process characteristics should be based on development data or documented process knowledge. Process validation may be developed uh, using several approaches, summarising here. First, concurrent approach could be used where there is a strong benefit-risk ratio for the patient, so it may be acceptable to start routine production before a validation program is completed. The decision to carry out concurrent validation must be justified, documented and approved by authorised personnel, and there should be sufficient data to support the conclusion that any given batch of product is uniform and met the defined acceptance criteria. The result and conclusion should be formally documented and available to the qualified person prior to certification of the batch. Second, the traditional approach. Using this approach, several batches of the finished product are manufactured under routine conditions to confirm reproducibility. Quality risk management principles are necessary to define the number of batches manufactured and the number of samples taken. However, it is generally considered acceptable to produce a minimum of three consecutive batches manufactured under routine conditions. Third, continuous verification approach for products developed during a quality by design approach, where it has been scientifically established during development, that the established control strategy provides a high degree of assurance of product quality, continuous process verification can be used as an alternative to traditional process validation. The method by which the process will be verified should be defined. There should be a science-based control strategy for the required attributes for incoming materials, critical quality attributes and critical process parameters to confirm product realization. This should also include regular evaluation of the control strategy. Process analytical technology and multivariate statistical process control may be used as tools. Each manufacturer must determine and justify the number of batches necessary to demonstrate a high level of assurance that the process can consistently deliver quality product. Fourth, the hybrid approach. A hybrid approach to traditional approach and continuous process verification could be used where there is a substantial amount of product and process knowledge and understanding that has been gained from manufacturing experience and historical batch data. This approach may be used for any validation activities after changes or during ongoing process verification, even though the product was initially validating using a traditional approach. Irrespective of the approach used, process must be shown to be robust and must ensure consist, uh, consistent product quality before any product is released to the market. Process validation should establish whether all quality attributes and quality parameters that are considered important for ensuring the validity state and acceptable product quality can be consistently met by the process. The basis by which process parameters and quality attributes are identified as being critical or not critical should be clearly documented and should consider the results of any risk assessment activities. As proposed by Annex 15, validation should be well-planned and key elements on the site qualification and validation programme should be clearly defined and documented in a validation master plan or equivalent document. Validation and qualification phases are very important for the entire process in terms of accountability and reproducibility from a quality point of view. The main driver may be a better understanding of the process and high predictability of the outcome. Knowing a process well means that the materials brought in will likely produce a usable and or sellable product. The scattered variable data that is typical of the development phase are brought into tighter alignment and control in commercial production to support a robust validation process for facilities, utilities, equipment, process analytical methods and computer control systems. This limits the risk of shortage and the lower cost due to fewer rejections. The level of development will depend on the complexity of the process and product, and on the opportunities chosen during or desired by the applicant. As we say the aim of pharmaceutical development is to design a quality product and manufacturing process to consistently deliver the intended performance of the final product. The information and the knowledge gained from manufacturing experience and pharmaceutical development studies provide scientific understanding to support the establishment of the design space, considered as a multidimensional combination and interaction of input variables. Process development studies should provide the basis for any process control requirements. Similarly, Process improvements should be supported by several quality aspects including equipment qualification and process validation or continuous process verification. Quality risk management should be considered as an important tool in the overall manufacturing process control. When QRM principles are applied to validation, it supports the robustness of the process in terms of reproducibility within established specifications. The addition of QRM principles effectively incorporates scientific rationale rationale and risk assessment as critical aspects for considering the raw data and for considering the quality of the product for the final customer. Qualification, as a part of process validation, creates data on critical systems that can be used to evaluate the process and document its quality over time and during routine usage. Installation operation and performance evidence for a piece of equipment or system guarantees that the user requirements for uh, assuring product quality for an intended purpose is achieved. The application of a systematic quality by design approach to development and the application of a quality risk management approach to the manufacturing process both generate opportunity to enhance science and risk-based regulatory methods. A better understanding of the product and its manufacturing process can create a basis for more flexible approaches. Understanding of a product can include prior knowledge, experimentation and risk assessment, as well as the material attributes and process parameters that can influence product critical quality attributes. Additionally, it is important to determine the function relationships that link material attributes and process parameters to product critical quality attributes. Enhanced product and process understanding in combination with quality risk management help establish an appropriate control strategy which, which can, for example, include a proposal of a design spaces and or real-time release testing. As a result, this more systematic approach can facilitate continual improvement and innovation throughout the product life cycles. Therefore, design and intended purpose are important points to be assessed during process validation and qualification phases, where unexpected results can also be used to better understand the design space. So deviations are important and not should be hidden. Considering all of the topics we discussed so far, the path forward for companies struggling with validation is built on the development of an integrated validation plan. To do that, it is important to select the appropriate statistical tools to conduct and analyse the results of multivariate experiments and to enhance the engineering system that initiate, support and maintain the validated state of process and associated infrastructure. This proposed approach provides a complete understanding of the process. For this purpose, a positive and flexible organisation structure should include development, engineering, production, quality and statistics specialists for the validation team, including roles and responsibilities. Particle measuring system as a product vendor, advisor and services suppliers helps its customer with all the equipment qualification phases. As the provider of Pharma Integrity and Facility Pro Systems, PMS supplies FIT documentation and helps its customers throughout SIT steps. The Supplier Installation Manager reviews and confirms all aspects of the installation and functionality of the project equipment, and the buyer approves SIT protocol, procedure, validation, and all other related documents shared by PMS. PMS is always at the customer site for any requests or needs, supervising and facilitating system testing on a mutually agreed date. PMS GMP services, for example, follows the, the new Annex 1 requirements, Clean room classification is a part of clean room qualification and is a method of assessing the level of air cleanness for a clean room or clean air equipment by measuring the total particle concentration against the standard specification. For pharmaceutical processes such as manufacturing, factoring, packaging, sterilization, filtration, cleaning and environmental monitoring, PMS can be on site with the customer to show, for example, the appropriateness of the chosen methods to the material being tested. An interesting example of this point is in the next slide. The ability of a media to reveal the presence of microorganisms is a test sample is important during uh, continuous monitoring via the BioCAP single-use device. The BioCAP single-use device is uh, the automated microbial capturing and identification system supplied by PMS to recover viable contamination in routine environmental monitoring sampling activities. The performance qualification package for BIOCAP single use could include multiple factors such as choice of operational use conditions, visibility studies, selection of isolates and reproducibility of the system itself. The PMS advisory teams is available to define the best performance qualification protocol for each customer based on their needs. The table in the slide shows the main process steps and their owner during a potential collaboration. So, quality cannot be tested in the product alone. Quality should be built in by design. From the initial pharmaceutical development phase onwards, design and intended purpose are two focal points for product quality. To fully comprehend, the pharmaceutical processes, personnel must have appropriate level of scientific knowledge. Process, equipment, facility and manufacturing activities should be managed in accordance with with quality risk management principles to provide a proactive means of identifying scientifically evaluating and controlling potential risk to quality. Firstly, QRM priorities should should include appropriate design of the facility, equipment and processes. This should be followed by the implementation of well-designed procedures and finally the application of monitoring system as the element that demonstrates that the design and procedures have been correctly implemented and continue to perform in line with the expectations. It is especially important that the underlying process knowledge for design space justification if used, and for development of any mathematical method model to confirm a process control strategy should be issued. Considering this holistic approach and the new details indicated in the new annex one, validation and qualification are two critical and complex phases to consider in defining product quality. So, thank you, and please remember that PMS is always there to support customers through uh, every step of this complex path to
0: achieve the best practices required by
1: GMPs.
0: First of all, thank you Serena for a great presentation. And we received a lot of questions. We will reply to as many as we can. Uh, don't worry if we uh, don't reply to your question today. Um, Serena made herself available to email the answer in the in the next few days, so everyone should have. It reply. First question, is there any common way to perform these activities in a limited time? Okay, to proceed in
1: a limited time frame it is necessary to have a definite plan of action and be able to work in synergy involving all the various departments, for example engineering, maintenance, QC and QA. Identifying uh, a project leader Helps to centralize information and ensure that uh, someone is aware of uh, all the different phases required. Gantt chart are an example of tools used uh, for the project management process. It should be considered that the engineering department's activities cannot disregard the quality requirements that must be ensured by the quality assurance department, for example, through the opening and management of a change control. In addition, referring, for example, to a validation, such as process or an environmental classification, the intervention of uh, quality controls is always necessary to collect data. These, once again, emphasize the needs uh, Uh, for an integrated plan uh, as described during the presentation. Investing in the training, uh, skills uh, and knowledge of internal personnel is therefore essential to achieve uh, objectives uh, as quick as possible. In fact, if people understand why and how to do a certain action, they will certainly be more confident in achieving their objectives, uh, and more ready to face uh, any issue that may arise during the, the work. So all the department needs to be on the same page.
0: Second question. I think it's a very broad topic. So yeah, <laughs> we'll try to to keep it short. Yeah, it's about online particle monitoring in Grade B clean room in new Annex One. Uh, of course, uh, it's a very <laughs> broad uh,
1: topic. Uh, we can see that all classification requirements. Uh, Uh, are summarized in Chapter 4 and uh, monitoring requirements in Chapter 9 of the Annex 1. About grade B, first of all, talking about grade B, consider that this classification is associated with background areas, support for grade A when uh, not an isolator uh, is placed, and or covering and staging uh, while protecting from the surrounding environments of equipment, components and uh, ancillary items for introduction into grade A. So pretty critical environments uh, from a sterility point of view. Regarding classification, some requirements are reported in Chapter 4 and further discussed in Chapter 9. In subparagraph 4.28, the Annex 1 states that in a clean room, the minimum number of sampling locations and their positioning can be found in in the ISO 14644 part 1. For the accepting processing area and the background environments, the grade A and grade B areas respectively, additional sampling locations should be considered, and all critical processing areas such as the point of fill and the container closure feeder bowls should be evaluated. Critical processing locations should be determined by documentary risk assessment and knowledge of the process and operations to be performed in the area. Uh, it also requires that clean rooms classification should be carried out in at rest and in operation states. A frequency time intervals uh, is also reported and for grade A and grade B areas it is set every six months. The requirements of risk assessment for sampling location in grade B is also mentioned in uh, uh, this subparagraph uh, 9.4. We can read together, so let's read. 9.4 states that an environmental monitoring programs uh, should be established and documented. Risk assessments uh, should perform in order to establish uh, this comprehensive environmental monitoring program, for example, sampling locations, frequency of monitoring, monitoring methods and incubation conditions. Uh, These risk assessments should be conducted based on detailed knowledge of the process input, inputs and final product, the facility equipment and the criticali- criticality of specific uh, process and steps. The operation involves uh, routine monitoring data, monitoring data obtained during qualification, and knowledge of typical microbial flora isolated from the environment. The risk assessment should include the determination of critical monitoring locations. Those locations where the presence of microorganisms during processing may have an impact upon quality product quality. Reading uh, from a later section of uh, uh, chapter 9, alert levels for grade B should be set uh, such that adverse trends are detected and addressed. Particularly referring to particle monitoring uh, for grade B, which is very similar to grade A, uh, the annex states that uh, at uh, subparagraph uh, 9.17, the grade A area should be monitoring continuously and with a suitable sample flow rate, so that all interventions, transient events and any system deterioration is captured. The following subchapter, so 9.18 states, it is recommended that a similar system be used for grade B areas, although the sample frequency may be decreased. The grade B area should be monitored such as a frequency and with suitable sample site that the program captures any decrease in levels of contamination and system deterioration. If alert levels are exceeded, alarm should be triggered. Uh, and in conclusion also 9.21 9.21 states that the size of monitoring samples uh, taken using automated uh, systems uh, will usually be a function of a sampling rate of a system used. It is not necessary for a sample volume to be the same as that used for formal classification of clean rooms and uh, clean air equipment. Monitoring sample volumes should be justified. So to summarize, uh, the key point uh, to remember for grade B as well as grade A are continuous monitoring, suitable sample flow rate, and sample volumes.
0: That was a lot of information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Next question How air quality inside dry heat sterilizer or dry heat tunnel can be measured with laser 3 5100 particle counter? Okay.
1: The laser 3 5100 zero, zero is a mobile instrument. So if the question is how we can monitor with a mobile instrument in a depyrogenation tunnel, the answer is that laser 3 cannot be used for routine monitoring but only to verify the effectiveness of the filters and qualify the class A in the eating zone in operational status during the qualification phases, the IOQ. So To do so, you need special equipment uh, which uh, reduces the temperature to a normal stage and makes it measurable for the particle counter. So, this is not possible to carry out an operational monitoring of the internal condition of the tunnel with a mobile instrument. For continuous monitoring in operation, required by guidance, as it is grade A, an isogenetic cone must be installed inside the cooling area of the depyrogenation tunnel.
0: Next, revise the guideline, have any impact on smoke study and Okay, so the last revision of the Annex-1
1: has had a big impact on uh, smoke studies and on uh, freeze-drying or life Smoke studies, in addition to be a fundamental tool for the qualification of filling lines, have assumed in recent year a very important role for the analysis of the risk related to the excursion of accepting techniques and the drafting of the contamination control strategy. A review of these studies uh, must be conducted to verify the impact of operation on the first air and define the best possible operation within critical areas. In this way, the smoke studies can and should be used for training and qualification of personnel to operate in several areas. Furthermore, SMAC studies, as reported in Annex 1, play a very important role in defining the monitoring plan and are a parameter to be evaluated in the risk assessment for the definition of sampling points. Regarding and annex one allow two additional years for uh, pharmaceutical companies to align with the, the other point of the document. The need to move towards uh, automated system is now becoming evident in which loading and unloading activities are not carried out by operators or at least not directly by them, but using barrier systems. The sterilization of the localizer and also become an aspect to be carefully evaluated within the contamination control strategy. It must be validated, and the holding time between the sterilization cycle and the effective use must be tested during the accepting process simulation. Furthermore, the frequency of liphalyzer sterilization must be defined based on the system design and within the contamination control strategy. In cases uh, where the related risks are high, sterilization is required with uh, each batch. Another important aspect uh, is the maintenance of the integrity of the lifelizer, which must be validated, and the entire filter used to maintain the integrity must be tested and each batch. I'm conscious of the time,
0: so... This would be the last question for today. okay. Um, and it's about how to qualify online and be PC. Uh,
1: Okay. also this one is uh, a broad question. I'm trying to summarize uh, the, the answer. So when we think uh, on uh, of online total particle counters, uh, it is natural to think uh, of a system made up of several probes. Uh, which uh, must be set up with uh, sampling recipes, and uh, which must follow a risk assessment to define volume, flow rates, and sampling frequencies. The first step in the process flow for qualifying a system like this, uh, is the drafting of a risk assessment to identify, as mentioned, the locations, volumes, and frequencies uh, with scientific and process-based rationales. A process mapping is therefore necessary, indicating general information needed uh, on the system, for example, sensor with the uh, description and configuration, recipes, uh, access, access uh, and so on. Process mapping uh, will then be followed by a uh, drafting of a uh, performance uh, qualification protocol for system validation. At the end of uh, all the qualification phases, uh, the system management uh, SOP will be issued and when the amount of data collected is statistically significant, uh, the alarm and routine action limits will be confirmed. At that point, the process uh, flow can be considered concluded
0: in a broad answer. Okay, I'm sure that (laughs) We have done our best with this broad topic. Uh, There is much more to learn. So here are uh, Serena Stad uh, contact. Please, she's part of our advisory uh, team. She's an advisory specialist. So don't hesitate to contact. And I would like to thank everyone for their attention today. And hope we will see you again in our next webinar. Thank you. Thank you.